Hello, my fellow storytellers, and welcome to another episode of the Once Upon a Night podcast. Thank you all for tuning in last week, and thank you all for returning back this week. Today's chapter, we're going to focus on shadow work and just talking about, right, what is shadow work? What is your shadow? What are the different types of shadows? At least I've been able to identify 13 of them. There are more than just 13. I will also give, you know, a quick long, uh, actually not a quick long, but a long quick story about how I started to do uh, some of my shadow work and a summary towards the end, right? Uh, I thought that the topic was a good one to discuss because I see it kind of like loosely out in the world being talked about. Um, I think, you know, now it seems like very trendy to, you know, call it shadow work. I also kind of call it just engaging in therapy and doing a deep dive within yourself to identify what are the unhealed the ugly parts of self that you want to work on. And when I say ugly, I mean, you know, the parts of yourself that you feel are so dark that it is very challenging for you to share with others, um, to speak on it, even to like face yourself in the mirror at times, because oftentimes there's a lot of shame, right? That comes with uh, that dark side of you. So I'm going to start off by identifying um, what is a shadow. Uh, I was able to get this definition off of like the Webster Dictionary. I still actually have a dictionary in my home, a hard copy of it. Um, but also you can Google it or, you know, um, like I said, this is what I happened to find in the Webster Dictionary that I had laying around my around my home. And the shadow is basically right this dark figured cast upon a surface by a body intercepting the rays from a source of light in summary my definition is this is a person who is running from themselves right they are running from the dark side it's the unhealed the wounded the lifeless soul the part of you that just is it, it doesn't feel good there are many secrets in that particular dark place there are many traumas and it's just the part that you often don't really bring to light often right uh does this sound familiar to you have you ever come face to face with your shadow um, in summary, it represents, right, the part of the self we have not accepted. In this episode, you know, I want to do a quick deep dive into what is shadow work, right? Um, just think about, like, something as simple as, like, why is anger such a bad thing, right and it's a bad thing because there are moral judgments based on anger right um why is it that people suppress their sexuality 
when you know suppressing your sexuality also suppresses your creativity and this may come you know this may be the dark side that you can't share because maybe you grew up in a religious um household right with women there is shame in sexuality we're not supposed to be sexual beings um at least in the way that society has boxed us in right um you have to act a certain way you have to talk a certain way you have to do all of these things and this is part of doing the shadow work because oftentimes your shadow is is the part of you that has been rejected is the part of you that has been um casted shame on it is the part of you that has experienced you know multiple traumas and they're ugly and you have yet to be able to embrace that inner child and nurture that inner child and bring that child back to life and and, and just breathe to be able to breathe again right um as i stated earlier there are 13 types of shadows that i have identified there are many more in the world but for me you know um as i am a people watcher an observer i do have a background in human behavior and have been able to just even learn in my work the different shadows that i have come across is kind of how i have compiled um this list and i want to start off with number one is the egotistical shadow and this shadow is you know has arrogance um narcissism is very self-indulged um and has excessive pride then you have the neurotic shadow this particular shadow uh you know qualities of the shadow is paranoia obsessiveness suspiciousness demanding compulsive behavior number three would be the untrustworthy shadow this um archetype of shadow has the following characteristics of being secretive impulsive irresponsible deceitful unreliable does this sound like a shadow that you may know i know i definitely know a few um number four would be the emotionally unstable shadow this shadow is moody melodramatic weepy over emotional impulsive um then you have the controlling shadow this one is suspicious jealous possessive bossy um obsessive as well you have the cynical one um i've kind of been cast at times into the cynical one and when i think of the characteristics it's not the side of me that i like to oftentimes highlight <laughs> um this particular shadow is negative overcritical patronizing resentful then you have the wrathful shadow uh this one is ruthless vengeful bitchy, quick-tempered, quarrelsome. You have the rigid shadow. This shadow um, is uptight. You know, just think of like that person who is just like super uptight, just aka a fucking tight ass, right? You have the intolerant, <laughs> racist, sexist, um, homophobic, homophobic excuse me and that's part of the rigid shadow you have the glib shadow this one is superficial cunning inconsistent sly um and very crafty 
you have for number 10 the cold shadow um this shadow archetype displays you know emotionally detached distant indifferent uncaring unexcited um you have number 11 the pervertive shadow this shadow is you know very vulgar inappropriate um, overly sexualized um number 12 is the cowardly shadow this particular shadow is weak-willed passive timid fearful and then for number 13 i have the immature shadow and this shadow is very childish logical and simple-minded now as i stated before um these are just 13 that i listed and while the list seems a bit long it's just a few there are many many more out there and i just think you know that these were the ones for me that oftentimes i come across um, not only within myself but also with clients that i have treated in the past and personalities that i have just come across throughout the years so i hope this little list was helpful for you um please you know always feel comfortable to email me send me your thoughts your comments i could be reached at once upon a nigh um at gmail i am also on instagram and i am also on twitter so please feel free to shoot me comments emails i'd love to hear your stories and your feedback that is very helpful for me and let's continue to have this conversation and this dialogue moving forward so now we're going to focus on like right what is shadow work and basically it comes down to this when doing shadow work or also known as therapy right you are shining light on parts of the self that you yourself have tucked away in the subconscious mind that you deem undesirable unlovable and unwanted the light is represented by awareness forgiveness and love i want you to take this time or when you're done listening to this podcast, go and look in the mirror, right? Do some mirror work. Uh, I once had a mentor and a supervisor who, under his supervision for a whole year, I remember that he had me walking around with a mirror. And something about myself is that I don't often look in the mirror. I do look in the mirror more so now, but there was a time in my life I didn't really look in the mirror, right? And part of being under his supervision was like, he wanted me to walk around with a mirror because he wanted to me, he wanted for me to be very conscious of my facial expressions, um, smiling more often, and pulling out that mirror every time I felt unsure of myself because he wanted me to come face to face with the ugly parts of me that I had been running from, the parts of me that I was not nurturing, the parts of me that I was not, you know, praising myself and giving myself enough credit for. And basically the little girl within me that wasn't healed, that needed some nurturing, that needed you know, not just that good enough parent, but the parent that really, really just took me and nurtured me. And the parent that I needed was myself being an adult now and looking inward and leaning in to be able to hold and nurture that young 
girl. Now, a long story short, uh, for the sakes of time and for the sakes of just like this particular podcast, and because I really just didn't want to just like focus on me, and this is why I would love to receive um, stories from you all uh, to further this discussion and where it's not only just like focused on me. Um, but, you know, when I started to do healing work within, you know, for myself, um, it started with therapy, right? And I decided to go into therapy because I oftentimes found myself like sad and depressed and I couldn't always identify like where it was coming from, right? Because it wasn't necessarily that I felt like there were things going wrong in my life at that moment, but there was this feeling that I had that it was just really hard to shake off at times. And I didn't understand like why it would happen sometimes. Sometimes I would be, you know, on high of life. And then other times it was just like down and out and never really being able to identify it. And in some of that work that I was doing, you know, there were discussions around one, the inner child, right? And nurturing the little girl, but the little girl that was silenced, the little girl that had been bullied, right? And the little girl growing up in a home that while it was to some degree liberal, it was very conservative, right? And growing up in a Hispanic and um, Caribbean, you know, Jamaican household, we were taught my siblings and I, that we couldn't have an opinion, right? You don't talk back to your parents and what your parents say goes, right? And that started to build character. It started to build who, who my parents wanted to be, not who I wanted to be, but what my parents wanted me to be, right? And then I started to deal with bullying in school. And because I was silenced, because I was never taught that I should be using my voice to free myself, right? Guess what? I allowed the attacks of being bullied. I allowed also, you know, my parents to dictate what was going to go on in the home where I was never a disrespectful child, but I couldn't have a voice, right? I was silenced. And then I start, and, and it played out later on in life. You know, it, it played into my anxiety. It played into my public speaking. It played into even having an opinion about things. And as I started to do the work on myself and as I started to identify what was it, right? And the traumas that I have experienced um bringing to light and and being able to develop the the muscles in my throat and my chakras to not my throat chakras to now be able to elevate and be heard was part of shining the light on the shadow that was like deep down behind me and always following me but yet could never break free from the cage okay so that's just like i said uh long story short and two two folded there but you know um once again you know with part of doing the healing work you know the light is represented by awareness forgiveness and love i started to forgive myself i started to love myself i started you know to become aware 
right because there was a time that I was not aware and now I was bringing awareness to myself also by the aid of others um, and the other pillars of the healing community that were helping me through this. So I also want to acknowledge that because I could not do this on my own. Um, and, you know, this is the holy trinity, in my opinion and thoughts, the only tool needed to truly integrate the shadow. And it's like taking, you know, think about walking around with your backpack and you finally take that backpack off of your back and you sit it on your lap and you just start to admire the bag that you have been wearing all along on your back and never really paid attention to the details of the bag, right? The buttons that you put on it, the pins, the graffiti, whatever you decided to do to that bag and you started to finally embrace it and really like um, just nurture it and love it, right? That is what shadow work is in, in summary. Um, you know, it's about talking to your inner child and nurturing that child. Um, it is, you know, being able to help that inner child um, leave that cage that they have been trapped in and being set free. So, you know, some tips on how to do shadow work would be one to identify the shadow, right? You need to become one, <laughs> you need to become one with the shadow, even while you're walking in the street or you're in your room and the light is like on you and you could see your shadow. You know what? Take a minute and look at it. Just get face to face with it, right? Dance with it, hug it, do whatever it is and let that shadow know that you are there, you are present and you are about to set them free. Um, become aware of the parts of you that you have disowned. Explore the shadow, become aware of your triggers. Think about the person who triggers you and you have no idea why, um, what is it about that particular individual that is bothering you, right? Dig deep down, lean in, inward, inward, inward. Uh, peel that onion apart. That is part of doing the shadow work. Um, embracing and nurturing, as I stated, the inner child. I'm going to keep focusing on the child, the child, the child, because it is the child within us that we need to love more. Um, focus on your breathing. When you are being triggered, when you are scared of facing that inner demon that you desperately want to unleash because you want to free yourself from it, just take a moment to breathe and, and really implement that those breathing techniques to help you get out of your system what you need to get out, okay? In order to get through, you need to walk through it. So use your voice and allow your breathing to help guide that process. Believe that you are worthy and things will get better. Seek therapy or spiritual guidance. If, you know, talk therapy isn't for you um, and you don't have a spiritual uh, mentor or someone who can walk you down that path. Think about other non-conventional forms. Think about body movement, right? Think about yoga. Think about all of these um, 
new wave, you know, techniques that you could put into place. They're right a click away. Go on YouTube, right? There, there are things that can help you with doing this healing work. Um, elevate your throat ch- chakras. Use that voice that you have been given. We all have this gift to talk, right? At least many of us do. Use it. Spread your words. Don't be fearful anymore. If they don't like it, you know what? Fuck them. Just do what you need to do to be able to do the work that you need for yourself to get you to that next place that you want to be at. You know, um, I want to end this by saying you are whole, you are safe, you are loved. Shadow work is healthy. Um, helping to heal yourself is a healthy, a healthy mechanism. Um, don't shy away from it. It takes time. It is not easy, but it is necessary for growth. We can all benefit from swimming into the depths of our darkness to find what we need to heal. And with that being said, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please send your stories my way. I would love to connect with you all. Um, Let's exchange stories. Let's keep the conversations going. And, you know, let's continue to use the art of storytelling to empower others. Um, You are not alone. So peace, love, and light, and wisdom, and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Peace out.